Welcome to Heirloom Radio, a different kind of oldies program that celebrates the tremendous talent of the thousands of people who provided news and entertainment to listeners through the only form of immediate mass media available in their homes during the American Golden Age of Radio, roughly from 1930 through the 1940s. This podcast originates from the seacoast of New Hampshire, and I am your host, John Lovering, thanking you for listening. Now let's turn back the clock and introduce the rebroadcast of this track's featured program. We now present The Adventures of Marco Polo. Marco Polo obtained permission from King Pentan to go to Pekin in order to procure Kublai Khan's consent for Pentan to marry Benedetta Corsini. Marco Polo interviewed Benedetta and told her that the wedding had been postponed. He bade her be of good courage until he returned. Then he took the perilous journey across the desert until he eventually arrived at Pekin where he sought out his friend Toktai. Marco told Toktai of his love for Benedetta Corsini. Then Toktai informed him that Pentan had sent another messenger by a shorter route and the Khan had already given his consent to the marriage between Benedetta and King Pentan. But Toktai, I did not think Pentan was going to send another messenger. I tell you, Pentan must not marry Benedetta. I love her. She is the only woman I have ever wanted to marry. And uh, what of your four wives in Venice? Oh, a thousand curses on all my wives in Venice. I have none. Oh, but you said Never that... Never mind a... what I said. I want to marry Benedetta Corsini. She is not in love with Pentan. She is being forced to marry him. Oh, my poor friend. How I wish I could help you. I ask for your help, Toktai. You have brought me much happiness. And had it not been for you, I would never have been able to wed the Princess Silana. Now, my friend, I must find some way to help you. Is it any use my approaching the great Khan and asking him to aid me? He has already granted his permission to Pentan, who is a great favorite of his. Oh, I have nothing against Pentan. He is an honest, loyal man, but I cannot allow him to marry the woman I love. See, Silana comes now. Mayhaps she will aid us. Marco Polo! What do you hear in Pekin? I come on urgent business on my own, Zilana. Zilana, Marco Polo is in sore need of our aid. He is in love with the woman who is to marry King Pentan. The slave woman who is of the same race as Marco Polo? Yes, her name is Benedetta Corsini. But the Khan has granted his consent to this marriage. I know it. I must persuade him to withdraw that consent. I want him to allow me to marry Benedetta. Oh, my poor Marco. But what now, do not to... ask me about my four wives in Venice. But I thought they meant so much to you. Oh, they mean nothing to me, less than nothing. <laughs> because they do not exist, Marco Polo. <laughs> <laughs> Correct, Zilana. They do not exist. Well, we must see what we can do to aid you. Has Pentan's messenger left the city yet, Toktai? Not yet, Zilana. He is resting. He leaves at dawn tomorrow. Then he must not be allowed to leave. You are the governor of the city... And you can see to it that the messenger is prevented from leaving. Yes, I can do that. But I cannot detain him for long. 
He has the right of appeal to Kublai Khan. You can detain him for several days. Perhaps in that time, Marco Polo will be able to persuade the great Khan to withdraw his consent. That is true. I have come here with messages for Kublai Khan from Pintan. But it seems that Pentan did not trust me. That is why he sent an extra messenger. It seems that Pentan was justified in not trusting you, Marco Polo. Still, we will help you, my friends. Now, tell me of this Bernadetta Corsini. Is she very beautiful? Oh, very beautiful. More beautiful than Zilana? Now, Zilana, you must not flirt with me. You are Toktai's wife now. <laughs> she cannot help flirting. But she means nothing by it, Marco Polo. Well, Toktai... I rely on you to detain this messenger. Do not let him leave the city until I say so. I promise that I will delay him as long as I can. I shall take Marco Polo into the presence of the great Khan. Mayhap I will be able to soften the Khan's heart. Oh, Zilana, would you do that for me? I will do what I can. Oh, but your raiment is travel-stained, Marco Polo. You must dress yourself fittingly for an audience with Kublai Khan. Doubtless, he will be very glad to see you. Well, I will bathe and dress now. Uh, may I stay here at your house, Toktai? My house is yours, Marco Polo. Thank you. Very well, Zilana. I will be ready to go before the Khan in an hour's time. I will await you. In the meantime, I will find this messenger and see that he is placed under guard for a while. Rest assured, Marco Polo, he will not leave the city. An hour later, Marco Polo, freshly clad and bathed, presented himself before Zelana, who went gladly with him to the palace of the great Khan. Word was sent to the Khan that Marco Polo had arrived, and in due time the Venetian was ushered into the vast audience chamber, accompanied by the Princess Zelana. Marco Polo, my eyes are glad to look upon you. I had thought that you were many miles away. Uh, uh, rise, my friend, rise and uh, sit beside me. I thank you, mighty Khan. Marco Polo has come before you with a message from King Pentan, mighty Khan. Uh, I have received one messenger from Pentan. Uh, what news does Marco Polo bring? Speak, Marco Polo. Tell the Khan of your message. Mighty and gracious Kublai Khan. It seems that King Pentan desires to wed a Western woman by the name of Benedetta Corsini. He begs that you will attend his wedding and that you will grant your gracious permission for him to wed. The Khan has already received that message. Uh, true, one messenger has arrived from Pentan bearing the same message. But it seems that he is a cautious man. Mayhap he thought that one of his messengers would be attacked and waylaid. Marco Polo wishes to add something to his message, mighty Khan. Yes, mighty Khan, I beg that you hear me. Since coming to this land, I have met with many strange adventures, and I have risked my life several times in your service. Kublai Khan is the most grateful and generous of all rulers. Uh, I am grateful, and I appreciate all that you have done for me, Marco Polo. You are one of the most trusted men in my dominion. Hear that, Marco Polo? Take courage. The Khan trusts you. I take courage, therefore, mighty Khan. I come before you to ask your permission to wed. Marco Polo has fallen in love again. Uh, Zilana, let Marco Polo speak to me. Uh, cease these interruptions. It seems that he falls in love very easily. Uh, 
What of his four wives in Venice? Oh, yes, his four wives in Venice. Well, I do not think he is happily married to those wives, mighty Khan. I think he is tired of hearing about them. I am tired of hearing about them. But I beg that you hear me, mighty Khan. I am willing to perform any of your commands, willing to obey any orders which you put upon me. Until now, I have asked no reward. I have been content to serve you faithfully so that there might be friendship between your country and mine. Marco Polo is most unselfish. Yes, I, I know that without you telling me, Zilana. Then, noble Khan, seeing that he is such an unselfish, loyal man, is it not his right to ask a reward of you? Uh, yes, it is his right. And if Marco Polo asks a reward, I swear that I will grant it, uh, if it be in my power to grant it. But is it not within the power of Kublai Khan to grant any reward? I am the greatest emperor, the greatest ruler in the world. But I am no magician. Still, if I can do anything to reward Marco Polo, he has but to name it and I will do it that I swear. You heard those words, Marco Polo? Now, speak on. I have said, mighty Khan that I have come here to ask your permission to marry. Oh, I would gladly uh, grant that permission. Uh, well, name the lady of your heart. The lady of my heart is Benedetta Corsini, the western woman who is betrothed to King Pentan. Pause well before you answer this request, mighty Khan, and do not be enraged. Marco Polo, what do you ask me? Have I not already granted my permission that Pentan should marry this woman? You ask me one thing which I cannot grant. Choose any other woman within my realm, but I would not offend Pentan. He is not yet married to Benedetta Corsini. And there are other beautiful women who would be willing to marry Pentan. Oh, peace, peace, Silana. Oh. This is no affair of oh, yours. But I seek to help both you and Marco Polo, Morican. Oh, this is a serious problem. You cannot let it be said that the great Kublai Khan is ungrateful, that he would not reward the man who has done so much for him. Marco Polo, I, I do not wish to seem ungrateful, and I will do all I can to aid you. But Pentan has set his heart on marrying this western woman. Should Pentan fall in love with some other woman, with a woman of his own race, would you then grant permission for me to marry Benedetta Corsini? That is a fair offer, mighty Khan. But Pentan has been unmarried these many years. A woman has to be extremely beautiful to steal his heart. Know you of any woman who can steal his heart, Marco Polo? I think I do know the woman. You do? Oh, I beg of you, mighty Khan, give me time. Postpone the marriage of Pentan and Benedetta Corsini until such time as I have taken before him another woman whom he may wish to marry. Withhold your permission so that the marriage may be postponed a little longer, mighty Khan. Oh, surely you can grant that, most great and mighty and generous Kublai Khan. But the messenger has returned to Pentan bearing... With him, my consent. Oh, no, no, no. The messenger has not yet returned. He is resting until the morrow. Detain him here and let Marco Polo take your message. Oh, dear, oh, dear, I know not what to do. Oh, please, Kublai Khan. Mighty Khan, I beg you grant me this. It is all I will ever ask of you. I swear I will do nothing to antagonize Pentan. Oh, Kublai Khan cannot refuse such a request. Oh, Marco Polo. The great Khan smiles upon you. <laughs> Many times he has been in love himself. Uh, Zilana, <laughs> you, you know me too well, but I will not give my answer tonight. I will have to uh, think on the matter. And Marco Polo uh, may see me here at midday tomorrow, and then I will give him my answer. But 
What of the messenger? The messenger? Oh, uh, uh, let the messenger be detained until I have spoken with Marco Polo tomorrow. I will say no more on the matter now. I thank you, mighty Khan, and I trust that after consideration, you will grant my humble request. Marco Polo, you are a rogue, but I like you, and mayhap I will grant this request. Yeah. Now, uh, tell me of my provinces. Uh, what other news uh, have you for me? Uh, a moment. Uh, who comes? I will see you, mighty Khan. Why, it is Toktai. Oh, come before me, Toktai. I uh, wish you to find the messenger from King Pentan and to detain him here until after midday tomorrow. Noble and mighty Khan, I have been looking for the messenger, but I am afraid I have bad news for Marco Polo. What is your news, Toktai? The messenger decided not to wait until the morrow. He left on his return journey three hours ago. Now present the adventures of Marco Polo. Marco Polo arrived in Pekin where Toktai informed him that Kublai Khan had given his consent to the forthcoming marriage between Pentan and Benedetta Corsini. Marco then persuaded Toktai to detain the messenger, who was about to return to Pentan with this news. A little later, Marco Polo went with Zolana into the presence of Kublai Khan. The Khan was glad to see Marco Polo and said he would confer upon him any favor which he asked. Then Marco asked permission to marry Benedetta Corsini. The Khan was startled at this announcement and he said he would consider the matter. Then Toktai arrived with the news that the messenger had left Pekin to carry the news of the Khan's consent to Pentan. did not know that the messenger was to leave today, Toktai? I did not think so either, most noble Khan. The messenger must have left unexpectedly. I am afraid your task is hopeless now, Marco Polo. If the messenger left three hours ago, mayhap the Khan would lend me one of his fastest Arab steeds, I swear, to overtake the messenger. You may be able to do that. The messenger would go by the road over the mountains, a road which is unknown to you, Marco Polo. But you know the road, Toktai. I beg that you go with me. With the Khan's permission, I will gladly do that. I cannot have the messenger harmed. He is employed by Pentan, one of my most loyal and noble subjects. Oh, I do not think Marco Polo would harm the messenger. He will come to no harm, I swear it, most noble Khan. I will but detain him for a little while. Please, I beg of you, give me your aid. This is the first time in my life that I have ever been really in love. I would do anything so that I may wed Benedetta Corsini... And I cannot be happy without her. 
I thought once that you loved me, Marco Polo. Yeah, it seems that Marco Polo falls in love very easily. He must have loved his four wives in Venice when he married them. <laughs> Poor Marco Polo. Those four wives are causing him endless trouble. <laughs> this is no laughing matter. Set any task upon me, noble Khan, and I swear that I will carry it out, if you will but grant this request of mine. You have performed many notable tasks for me, uh, Marco Polo, and uh, I do not like to refuse your request. You may go after the messenger and seek to detain him, but he must come to no harm. Then if you can persuade King Pentan to give up this idea of marriage with Benedetta Corsini, you will have my blessing. I will go further. I will journey to Zaitun myself, and I will speak with Pentan on your behalf, but I will not forbid the wedding. More I cannot do for you, Marco Polo. I ask no more, mighty Khan. And you will find a beautiful woman who might steal the heart of Pentan? I will do my best. I have someone in mind. I would like to set eyes on her. Well, mayhap you will set eyes on her. Zilana, you shall come to Zaitun with me, and we shall be present either at the wedding of Pentan or Marco Polo. Marco Polo, if we are going to waylay that messenger, we must leave now. I am ready, if the Khan will oblige me with a horse. Marco Polo and Toktai shall have the two fastest horses in my stables. Let that matter be attended to at once. Now go, Marco Polo and Toktai. I wish you well. Mayhap we will meet again in Zaitun. But mark this well, Marco Polo. If any harm comes to Pentan's messenger, if any harm comes to Pentan, then you shall die. You must fight for your happiness and your life. Those are the words of Kubla Khan. The audience is over. Marco Polo and Toktai hastily left the palace, mounted on two of Kublai Khan's famous Arab horses. They galloped away from the city across the trackless desert, and at nightfall they were still galloping under the velvet eastern sky. At last they came to the foot of the mountains, near the stronghold of Manji the robber chief. Here Toktai called a halt. We shall wait here a while, Marco Polo. Oh, we must press on, Toktai. My life, my very happiness depends on it. Wait, hear me, my friend. I think that we have outdistanced the messenger. We pass no one on our way here, save one traveling caravan. Hear me. I brought you the quickest way to the foot of the mountains. Here the messenger must come, if he is to take the mountain track. But he would not take the path across the desert which we took. He would come by the great western road, knowing that he had left early and had time to spare. And he would not be riding hard as we did. He started three hours before we did. I know it. But we must wait here a while on this mountain track. Quiet. Someone comes now. Is it the messenger? I know not. Draw back here behind these boulders. We shall tether the horses. A solitary man rides towards the mountain track. I see him now. I will step in his path. Quiet a moment. Stranger, I bid you stop. Who challenges me? I bid you dismount and speak with me. I come with orders from Kubla Khan. Ha! You speak words of foolishness. I have but lately left the presence of Kublai Khan. I am now bearing a message from him to my master, King Pentan. The messenger. I see that there are two of you. Who are you to waylay honest men on their business? Stand aside and let me pass. I am Toktai, the governor of Pekin. The moonlight shines upon my face. Look upon me and tell me if you know me. Yes, I know you, my lord Toktai. Then I bid you dismount. I will not dismount. 
I ride now to my master, King Pantan. I must not be delayed. Would you disobey my orders? How did you reach here? When did you leave Pekin? What is that to you? I order you to dismount. I have told you that I come from the great Khan. He bid you turn back. Return to Pekin. He would have speech with you. No one shall stop me. I ride on now. Stand out of my path. Sir. I warn you, I'll ride over you if you seek to bar my way. Now I set spurs to my heart. Not so, you shall not pass. Release the reins of my heart. Who are you? I am called Marco Polo. Marco Polo. So you arrived in Pekin. I did, and I have spoken with the great Khan. He wishes to alter the message which he gave you. You must return. You are lying. I bid you release hold of my horse. I will ride on. You will dismount, or I will pull you from the horse. You dare to lay hands on me? I am a king's messenger. Unhand me, Marco Polo. I... Marco Polo, what have you done? I seized him and he struggled. And he fell from his horse. He lies so still. Let me look upon him. He struck his head upon this rock. Is he dead? I know not. Let me look closely. He is not dead, but he might be close to death. Remember what the Khan said. If any harm came to the messenger, then you were to die. But this man must not die. Oh, you should not have pulled him from his horse. Oh, I was half crazed. I, I did not mean to injure him. I, I merely meant to stop him. The Khan said that the messenger was to come to no harm. We are not far from the stronghold of Manji. We will take the messenger there. And strive to nurse him back to health and strength. Yes, if he doesn't die before we reach there. You lead the horses. I'll carry the messenger up the mountain path myself. Toktai led the horses, while Marco Polo carried the unfortunate messenger. They struggled on towards the robber stronghold, and eventually they arrived there. Marco Polo led the way to the house of Manji, and on arriving there, sent for Kinsai, the daughter of the chief. Aid me to lay the messenger gently on this divan. Has he stirred, Marco Polo? No, but he still breathes. Marco Polo, they told me you had arrived. Oh, Kinsai, I need your aid. Why, what has happened? Look you upon that man who lies on the divan. He is at the point of death, but he must be saved. If he dies, then I die. Marco, what words are these? Ask no questions, Kinsai. Are there any learned men here? Any physicians who might save the life of this man? My father's physician is here in the village. I will send for him at once. Remember, my life depends on it. I will remember. Wait here until I return. Do you intend to remain here until the messenger recovers, Marco Polo? I cannot do that. But I will ask you to remain here, my friend. Then bring me news in Zaitun. I am going there with Kinsai. So you think that Kinsai may make a suitable bride for King Pentan? I hope so. She is very beautiful. Quiet. See him. She returns now. The physician will be here soon, Marco. I will bid servants wait with this man until the physician arrives. Come, you are both in need of rest and refreshment. You will tell me your story later. We do need rest and refreshment, Kinsai. Then come, follow me. Very well.
Hours passed, and Marco Polo and Toktai were given food and drink. They rested, and then Marco Polo told Kinsai as much of the story as he wished her to know. After a while, she went to receive the report of the physician, who was attending the messenger. Toktai and Marco Polo waited together. When do you intend to leave here, Marco Polo? As soon as possible. I fear that Benedetta may be in some danger. And I am longing to see her again. Oh, the physicians of these parts are skilled men. And mayhap this one will be able to save the life of the messenger. Oh, I hope so. If only we had a Venetian physician here. <laughs> you boast about your Venetian physicians, my friend. We in this country have studied the art of healing for many centuries. And no doubt the life of the messenger will be saved. See... Kinsai returns now. Well, Kinsai, what news? Will the messenger be saved? I have evil news for you, Marco Polo. Evil news? The physician says that the messenger cannot live through the night. 